everyone. Welcome to Living the Liminal Podcast. I am Christy Peck, spiritual teacher, intuitive, and author of Coming Home, A Love Story. Wouldn't it be something if you could have it all? An uncensored peace, a true joy, and an all-knowing that there is so much more to life than what our human body can see and do and experience. I invite you to join me here every week as my guests and myself have conversations around living consciously with courage, connection, and choosing to feel good even in the uncharted and unknown moments. I am so thrilled you are here and look forward to sharing this sacred space with you. Hey everyone, hi, it's Christy Peck and this is Living the Liminal. Today, I have my very good friend, Carol Ben, from A Sacred Odyssey with me, and I cannot wait for you to hear all the great, wonderful wisdom and storytelling that she has to share with you. Carol, hi, welcome. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be so fun. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and the work that you do? Okay. Um, well, as you said, I'm Carol and, um, I, right now I'm a life coach. I do transformation, transformational life coaching, working with women who are in, who find themselves in transitional periods in their lives, whether it is they've just retired or they find themselves newly single or even women who, um, are empty nesters and all of a sudden don't know what to do with their lives. And they feel like there's something more, there's something missing, but they're not quite sure what that puzzle piece is. So I help them figure, figure that out. I also facilitate women's sacred circles. And um, that is definitely one of my passions and reconnecting women with the divine feminine. Okay. I love that. When you say like transformational, Tell our listeners what you really mean by that. Because I think a lot of women, when you say transformation, I think change, and that, that kind of scares people. So what do you find is what, like, like how do you really define that, that word for people so it's not so scary? Um, well, you're right. All transformation does have to do with change. But um, for me, transformation means also growth. So. I think that's the point of life is, is growing and learning and through our growth and through our learning, that's what creates the transformation, whether it's personal growth, growth, spiritual growth, it doesn't matter to me. It's all one and the same. It, it does create transformation in your life. It does create change, but all change is good change. And, um, and it just is all about making yourself a better person and being the best version of yourself that you can be. I love that you say that it's like growth and, and being better. So being better than being better today than I was yesterday. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking of like my own work and you and I have had these, this conversation a lot that like, as we grow, something has to look different, right? So I can't grow and become a different person or a better person or grow without something letting go, without letting go of something that's no longer working for me, right? How do you help women create that space amidst fear of, I don't know if I want this to go away? 
necessarily. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think one of the biggest fears that women have is if I grow, how is this going to affect my relationships, especially if they're married or have a significant other? And what I always tell women is that as you raise your vibration, the people around you just automatically kind of follow suit. And if they don't, um, unfortunately, sometimes you do have to make a decision, but it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of relationships if you don't want to. Of course, you can still have these people in your life, whether it is, like I said, whether it is a spouse, a significant other, friends, family. I have, I have friends and family who haven't grown, who have stayed, you know, they're very proud that, oh, no, I'm the same person. I don't change at all. Um, and that's fine for them. But I also don't play in that energy anymore when I'm around them. And that's my choice so that I can still be around people like that. And that's what I tell my clients. You can still be around them. You just don't have to play in their energy anymore. So tell us about personally, like what influenced you to be able to want to really do this kind of work with women? What, what has led you here? What has led me here? Um, so I was, I was, as you know, Christy, um, I was in a, a psychologically abusive relationship. And when I got out of it, I went through a very um, deep depression, had a lot of anxiety. And through my, through my healing, I kept getting them. I kept getting a couple of messages. Number one, the key to everything is you have to love yourself. And number two is that everything I was learning, I was learning and I was going through these experiences because someday I would be helping other women, giving them the tools to heal and to grow and become better versions of, them, of themselves. But like at the time when you're going through all that, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to help women down the road. You're just like, what is really happening in my life, right? Oh, no. I was getting the message that I was going through this because this is what I'm going to be doing in the future. So you were so tuned into, okay, you were actually hearing, honey, go through this dark space, go through this storm, go through this particular challenge, because you need to be this teacher for other people at some point. Yes, and that's part of what got me help to get me through it, is knowing that someday, and I didn't know at the time what it was going to look like. Um, okay. And so that's been a whole, you know, thing that, that's just kind of a metamorph- metamorphosis of, um, of this vision of how I was going to work with women. So how do you think women can really, because I think a lot of people, like, you know, they go through their challenges, they go through their heartbreaks, they go through their stormy moments, and they're just so sucked into the vortex of all the anxiety and the fear and the worry and the doubts. And, and like, what I think is amazing about your story is you were going through that, but you were also, you created a space to hear the other part of it, the after part of it, right? So the, the, what's the beauty afterward, how do you, like, how can we let our listeners know what's one thing you think that they can be doing in, in the midst of a challenge or a a stormy moment? to create that space to also hear there's a purpose for this. There's a vision. There's meaning behind what you're going through. Um, I, 
I think um, one of the big things is no matter what you're going through, is to take time for yourself, to have some time. Um, when I was going through it, I, that's when I really, really got into my meditation. And I think having that time, and sometimes my meditation was literally five minutes. And I set a timer on my, on my phone just to make sure that I had that time to really tap into myself instead of being so engrossed in what was going on in the physical world. What's going on more in my spiritual world and tapping into that? Like I said, just that five minutes. And I think just having that touchstone is what enabled me to get the messages or to have that knowing that there is a higher purpose here and, and to take advantage of everything that I go through. And I kind of see this with no matter what it is, no matter what challenge I go through is to see it as a learning experience. What is this trying to teach me? And that's another thing I always bring up to women when, when they're going through something challenging, you know, sit back and ask yourself, what is this showing me? What is this trying to teach me? I think that's the hardest question for people. When you talk about transformation, it's, it's like, and, and it, you know me, I'm like so sensitive. It's getting me choked up even thinking about my own experiences, your experiences, we talked about these rough moments in our lives. And I think that's the most challenging thing that I think in some way we hold so tightly because we're afraid to do it. But if we would just let go a little that that space, and that is asking that question, what is this terrible, hard, challenging struggle that is in my life right now causing me so much pain? What is it really here to teach me? That is hard for, for I think, not just women, but anybody yes. to welcome in. To welcome in the learning amidst all this stuff that you're, you're going through that you don't get. Because I think as humans, right, we just want to sit in that, oh my gosh, I got to just get through this. I just got to get through this moment because it doesn't feel good. Yes, exactly. And you and I both know there's so much that comes afterwards, and that's really where it all happens. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I, th- I, think that, I think that that these situations or these challenges do come into our lives to teach us something, and yeah. we get stuck in the pattern of having to repeat similar situations. They might not be exactly the same, but the lesson and the outcome ends up being the same. And until we sit back and go, oh, this is what it's trying to teach me, or this is what I need to change in my life. This is how I need to start thinking differently or doing something Mm -hmm. differently. These situations keep coming back to us over and over again, because they are all learning experiences. Yeah. And I love that your your company name is Sacred Odyssey, because to me, anytime I find myself scared and I take those letters right and I rearrange them, then I know that that's a very sacred moment. So if I'm really scared, that is a sacred moment for something yes. to break open in me or, or, or something I got to work through. You know, that's, that's where the growth is happening. So tell me how you came to Sacred Odyssey. Tell me about how, you, how that name came to be. 
Well, I see, um, I see our lives as, um, as a journey. And that's exactly what an odyssey is. It is a journey. It is, it is the roads that we take. It is the path um, that we take. And, you know, people often talk about, um, you know, their life's path and that you can take a wrong turn. I don't believe that there's wrong turns or right turns. I think no matter what happens, no matter, no matter what choices you make, it's just part of your path. There is no coming to a fork in the road and having to, to decide, should I do this or should I do that? You have those choices, but I don't see it as a fork. I just see it as all one path. And they, it twists and it turns and it winds. And sometimes it comes back down and then you go back up. But that's what it is. It's an odyssey. And I believe that all life is sacred. Our journeys are sacred. They are individual to each of us. And um, so when I was looking for, for a name, I knew that I had these concepts. So it was more just about finding the right words. And I just really liked the idea of this, this sacred odyssey or the sacred journey that we take through our lives. I love that because just the other day I was reading something and, it's, and it said, we're never done. Like, we don't ever just learn and be like, okay, I learned it. Now I'm done. I can go live my life, you know, and have so much fun. No, it's just about doing all of it at the same time. Like, yeah. So on your journey, on your odyssey, you are learning and you are having fun. Yes. And that's, that's really what living liminal is. It's understanding that you meet both of those on your path. You don't do one and then get to the other one. You meet both of those. You merge that together. And that's really what the joyful experience is really all about. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. I agree. So you've mentioned the word decision a couple times. Mm -hmm. And I know for you, you've had some really interesting decisions over the last couple of years. So, so share some of those, because I think that those would definitely help our listeners. Um, so let's see, some of my decisions I have had. So. When I lived in St. Louis, I okay, so that's Carol's fun little dog trying to keep her quiet. I know she's working at me. I oh. think she's letting us know that this is what Carol needs to share today because it's so sacred for you to hear um, that. Because when we talk about transformation, there and we talk about that, there are times when we have to let go of things that we're holding on to because afraid or in fear those are the sacred moments on your journey right and yes. and again it's paying attention to what is coming up in our lives what are the things and why are we making these decisions and there's a certain level of surrendering to it so share share some of that because I know you and I met when you had your store and you no longer do and so that's that's a really big story that I think can in, inspire a lot of people mm -hmm. well Actually, I'm going to go back to opening the store and okay, my whole question with that. Um, so I had, I had moved to St. Louis and I had had this idea of this store that I wanted to have for many, many years. Actually, I know it was since 2009. And, um, and every place that I lived, I thought, this is where I'm going to do it. And I ended up moving to St. Louis in... Um, right before New Year's 2000, going into 2017. And I was looking for a job, putting out resumes, 
wasn't getting any response at all. So I started thinking, is this where I'm supposed to open my store? Really? Here? In the Midwest? Because, you know, I was going to sell, as you know, you know, I sold crystals and incense and oracle cards. And so it was a new agey. I called it a conscious living store because I didn't know how a new age store would go over um, in that area. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very conscious about what I was going to call it and how I described it. Yeah. But I finally put out there, and this is what I do with a lot of my big decisions, is I put out to spirit. If this is what I'm supposed to be doing, make everything else go away. And I finally got down to, I finally got a, an interview, an in-person interview for a job. And before my interview, I was like, you know what? If this is not for my highest good and I'm supposed to open this store, then make this go away. And I went on the interview. I never heard back from them. I heard nothing. So I'm like, okay. And I trusted that. And from the, t- from the day I decided I was going to open my store and the day that my, the doors opened, was four months. Everything fell into place. And that also included writing my business plan. Oh my gosh. And finding vendors and getting every, you know, buying everything for the store, but everything, because I knew what was right and I trusted that, everything just fell into place. Yeah. And then I loved my store. I loved my customers. I loved everything about it. I met you there. I met so many friends there. And um, I had it for, uh, I had the store for about two years. And all of a sudden, I got that feeling that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. And I sat with that for a while because that was a hard one to give up my store because I loved it so much. Yeah. It was a lot of work, but I got so much out of it. The classes that we held there, mm-hmm. um, the, like I said, my customers, it was everything. I, that was my life. And it was going well. Yes. I mean, people were really, I mean, I was one of your customers, but I was also one of your teachers in that store. And, and I mean, like the feedback you were getting was yes. so like, I mean, like you were getting fueled with that feedback because people loved the store. They were buying stuff in the store. They told you all kinds of praise and compliments and they were learning and, and it was just growing exponentially. So I think that's an important part because in that outer part of you, it all was perfect, right? It was exactly what you had envisioned. And then you start getting this funky feeling and you start hearing you need to move elsewhere. You need to keep going. You need to go on. There's, there's, something, there's something else. Now, I will say I, um, I have been in a, in a two-year uh, priestessing program. So I know that that definitely helped along this, this idea and kind of morphing into, no, I need to be working one-on-one with women. And, um, and that's, that's the feeling I started getting. And when I decided to close down my store, uh, it was just like when it opened. Everything fell into place. I had to get out of my lease early. And so I didn't know if that was going to work. And so my property manager said, you know, that he would try to find, if he could find somebody to 
to rent the space out immediately, that would help with the landlord to let me out of the lease. Uh -huh. And in less than two weeks, the perfect people walked into the store. The, the woman who, who now is in that space, she came back the following day and she was like, I just wanted to let you know that this is what I do. I love crystals and this, the energy in here is great. And she's like, I yeah. can't wait to be in this space. So I knew that that was spirit sending them to me so that I can be released from, from the space, released from that contract. And so that I could move on to do what I, to do what was coming next for me. And that is working and doing the, the life coaching. And I think that like for our listeners to know, you know, you talk about trusting and sitting with it and listening to your messages and letting spirit bring you the, ex the experiences that come next, the information, the guidance that comes next. And I think for our listeners, something to share with them is you, your higher power that you, you, you trust in is, is what you call spirit. If, yes. if someone wants to call it nature or the universe or God or Buddha, or it does not matter. It does it's about matter. there's an energy that's loving and wanting so much to do anything for you. And that that's really the flow that we're supposed to be in, kind of like yeah. a river. That's the flow you're supposed to be in. And when you're in that flow, it will always work out in your favor. When you're not necessarily in that flow, it's not a bad thing. It's not because those are learning moments then to get you back into the flow. Yes. And I think that's what your story is so compelling because it shows that you were like in this midst that on the outside world would have looked so wonderful. Why would anyone have left that? That was your dream in a way. Exactly. And you're being guided to something even deeper, a, a different kind of work to take your expertise and your gifts and take it to another level. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, and I didn't know when I made the decision to close the store that I would be moving also. And that was something else that, so that was just for me an extra added bonus. This now freed me up because I do all my coaching um, online so that I can be anywhere. Yeah. This allowed me to move and be closer to my daughter and her family to help take care of my grandson, which yeah. is something that they needed at that point in time. They needed help with him. And so I was able to say, yes, I can do this. Well, and that was something that I remember from your and my talks. You, you had wanted, it was kind of like this little sweet desire sitting in your heart that you wanted, you just didn't know how to get it. And, yes. and here's the thing I think, Carol, like you and I, we've talked about this a lot too, but sharing with our listeners, like you think you can only have one desire at a time. And you think, well, just because I'm only talking about this desire, that's the one I'm really focused on. But the universe or God or spirit is really here to give it all to you. Yes. So you realize that in making one decision, because that's all we ever have to make is one decision in every moment, but the universe will bring it all to you in, yes. in this miraculous way of giving you everything you wanted deep down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I love the way you said a minute ago about playing with the energy. And when I think of the word play, I think of like going outside and swinging and playing ball. You know what I mean? Like kid-like things. I think as adults, when we call play with the energy, it's more things like questioning, listening, 
watching for those signs like you did, watching for what comes in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I think that's part of it. But um, also like when you're, when you're playing with somebody else's energy, when you choose to play, yeah, it can be someone at your same level, someone higher than you. But when you're playing with someone lower than you, that's where I think you have to be very conscious. And Tell us what you mean by higher and lower and, and at your level. Tell us what you mean by that. Um, so right now, someone who would be a, at a lower energy, and, and the thing is, there's no good or bad. It doesn't matter. It does, if someone's at a higher energy than I am, doesn't make them better than me, doesn't make them worse, you know, doesn't make me any, any worse. Someone at a lower energy, it's just where kind of their mindset is or where they are spiritually. Um, okay. So someone of a lower energy would be very in their ego and very into drama. And right now, that's not where I'm at. I don't want to engage in that, but I'm around people who are like that. So I can make that choice of, do I want to get involved with the drama? Or do I just want to stand back and not, let it, not allow it to trigger me and get involved and get pulled into it? Okay. Um, so, but then when you're playing with somebody of a higher energy, that's where you might want to get involved in it and follow their lead, you know, and learn and grow from, you know, learn from them so that you can grow, see how they react to situations, see how they handle struggles. And it can teach you then, you know what, maybe, maybe next time when I'm in this situation, I can try that out and see how that works for me instead of dragging you down, bringing you up. And I think something to realize in all that is that, that word that you just used, conscious and choices. Yes. So we all have free will. So we are all at any moment making our own choices. Whether we, we agree to go hang out with someone or not, whether we agree to go somewhere or not, whether we agree to take a job or not. Now, some would say, well, I didn't make the choice to have this disease or that ailment or this struggle. But in some way, you agree to be a learner or live this human life, and that's just part of human life in some way. Well, yeah, um, and, and but also, I that, go ahead. I was going to say, but you also you may not have made the choice to have an illness or have this situation come up, but you have a choice of how you react to it. Yes. Yes. And how to live with it. And I think that's the other part of the conscious choices is the concept of conscious. Again, like you talked about at the beginning, sitting back and saying, okay, wait a minute, this is here. What is it meant to teach me? What am I supposed to learn from this? Because there's a reason why it's in your life. Oh, There's a reason that you've been drawn to certain people. There's a reason why you have an experience in your life. There's a reason why you've come up and, you know, something as simple as, um, I know within one week, one time, I just kept getting behind the slowest drivers that I ever could. And I was always like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I have to get somewhere. And I started noticing it multiple times in one week. And even those little moments, that's not a a challenge necessarily, but even noticing the patterns of things and how they will start to teach you if you are paying attention enough to those kinds of things. Well, it can teach, well, in, in that instance, it can be teaching you patience. It can be telling you to slow down, take yeah. a breath, you know, stop being in such a hurry. Um, 
you know, there's, it's, you know, you have to figure that out for yourself, but, but yeah, those, even those little things like that are, are teachable moments. Yeah. Tell us uh, um, about the sacred circles that you do with women. I, I'm, I'm interested in that. And I know our li- listeners would definitely be interested, but what is a sacred circle? So a sacred, uh, women's sacred circle is a safe space for women to come to, to be supported, to be heard, to be seen. Um, I think that's for a lot of women. Um, feeling heard is huge. Um, one of the things that, at least in my circles, um, I have three rules. And one of them is that we do not try to fix each other. We do not sit here. We do not coach each other. We do not um, tell each other what to do in a situation. We are purely there to listen to and support and love each other. Um, one, of my, um, one of my big passions uh, from, from my experiences is and I bring this into my women's circles usually, is it's all about loving yourself and self-care. So most of my circles revolve around or bring into it um, those topics of how to love yourself and what that truly means. You know, because a lot of people, or a lot, especially women, will say, well, of course I love myself. But their actions yeah. and their words do not support that. Well, and I think something important is it's not just I love myself and so I buy myself nice things or I treat myself to a massage or I go Mm -hmm. to the nail place once a week. You know, those are my things and those are good for me. I think that's some level of it, but I think there is a deeper heartfelt uh, uh, depth to loving yourself. And, And I, what I love about the sacredness of the circles is, and you said it, it's a safe place. We as women have to learn what that feels like to, to only be heard, to not try and be fixed, to not be told our feelings or emotions are not good or bad or, or challenging to someone else, like how they affected, but just to sit with that everything we're feeling is okay. That's loving yourself. Exactly. It's honoring all parts of you and not judging or looking at it differently or how did it fit with my kids or my spouse or my partner or my job and I think that that's the sacredness of those spaces that that you've created too for women that are so important for women to first know what that feels like because that empowers us to then go out and take the next step of okay what does this look like in my family what does this look like at my job what does this look like on a day-to-day basis that Mm -hmm. yes and I and I invite women when you show up show up authentically. If you're having a, a bad day or a, or a horrible week and you just need to sit there and cry, just sit there and cry. Yeah. If you just need to let it out, just let it out. You know, and another part of it is that, you know, women have been, have been taught to be in competition with each other, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I was actually, I just met a woman a few days ago who was talking about how she feels like she gets stabbed in the back all the time by women. I want to break down that, that idea that yes. no, because when, when women come together and we support each other and we lift each other up, we are unstoppable. Absolutely. Absolutely unstoppable. And I want women to understand that and to, and to stop this competition. 
we are not in competition with each other. We are here to work together and to lift each other up and to be the best versions of ourselves and support our sisters in doing the same for them. Yeah, and I think that's what's so remarkable about the title of your Sacred Odyssey, because that is the Sacred Odyssey. The Sacred Odyssey is to love ourselves enough to know ourselves well, to then go be ourselves in every part of our life, and to not let anything ever get us out of that kind of flow. Mm -hmm. Carol, this was so much fun talking to you today. I loved it. Thank you. I did As we end, I want you to, I want to do our little, you know, my little high five. And I'm going to ask you five questions, if you don't mind, real rapid fire kinds of things, but don't worry. You're already getting scared. It's hilarious. (laughs) But things you already know, because I want, I, what I want from, from you and, and like all my guests is just to show how our heart just knows these answers. We don't have to think about them. So what inspires you? Actually, uh, being with my grandson and seeing how being with a small child, they are so in the moment and so present. He has Mm -hmm. been such a huge teacher for me in how to be present in every moment. That's beautiful. How do you have fun? How do I have fun? Um, I love, I I have my one person dance parties. I turn up my music. My neighbors, I'm sure they love me. I try, I, I try to do it during the daytime when everybody's at work, but I do. I just, I turn on my music as loud as I want, and I just, I just dance. I love it. That's awesome. One thing you can't live without. You know, the person that came to my mind is chocolate. That's awesome. That's exactly what the answers I want people to say. Let's be real, right? Let's be real. My chocolate. I love my chocolate. Oh my God, that's hilarious. How do you define freedom? I think freedom comes with with loving yourself. I do. Once I think once you love yourself, you find that um things start to fall into place and it just it feels wonderful. It really, really does. I feel like I've had a shift in the past month or so. And, um, and yeah, it just, it, it feels so good. And I think it's all about loving myself and making choices in the past month, month and a half um, that support, really, really support that I do love myself. That's great. And speaking of, what are you grateful for? Mm. You know what? Right now, I am so grateful for every aspect of my life. There, there is, yeah, everything. That is so good. Carol, thank you again so much. This has been just a bright spot. And I'm so glad that you came on and you shared your wisdom and your stories. And just beautiful. I mean, you're, you are definitely the sacred odyssey, a, a lead by example kind of woman. And I'm so excited for you to do the wonderful stuff that you're doing with women. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. This has been such an honor and privilege. Thank you. Okay. And thank you, listeners. This is Living the Liminal. If you have any questions, you can find them on the show notes attached. You may email me at christy at christypeck.com. May you have a joyful week and remember who you are and live the liminal.